What happens when wellness and design come together? You get the fabulous dynamic duo of Beyond Interior Design. This is Jasmine. I am your host and welcome to Built in Texas. This week, we're introducing you to two fabulous sisters that are totally transforming and revolutionizing the way we live, work, and recharge. Enjoy the show. Hey, ladies, welcome to Built in Texas. How are you this Monday? Good. Very good, Jasmine. Yes. So good to talk to you. You too. I, I'm getting the yellow memo. I feel like that's my color this year too. For those on the listening to the podcast, you'll have to tune into the video because um, there's some bright yellow happening. Some bright yellow <laughs> happening. <laughs> I love a good pop of color. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Especially to kick off the new year. So uh, I, we always start Built in Texas every week instead of me reading a long bio, because what we try to do is a bite-sized introduction to the women doing the thing around the, the state each week, um, is to have you guys introduce yourselves just a little bit about who you are. Um, and then a very important question we have to ask you, Tex-Mex or sushi? Mm, very important. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll get started. I'm Juliana Oliveira. Um, I'm the owner principal designer of uh, Interior Design. Um, we do modern luxury design for very busy people. So we focus on wellness design and a little bit about my journey of how I got here. Um, I went to architecture school. Um, I came from a family of architects and engineers, so I always knew what was going to be um, doing something in this industry, just didn't know exactly what. Um, I always thought design was just so obvious, so I wouldn't want to go to school for that, right? And then I realized that, you know, that's what made me special, is that it came easy to me. So then I, I had that detour of getting to design. Um, and here I am. I, I started taking one project and then another project went to another project. And before I knew it, um, I had a, a company in my hand. So that was 12 years ago. I usually worked uh, myself and a few assistants. And then after I had my first son, um, three and a half years ago, I made the decision of really revving things up and bringing in more, more talent and having the, the company grow. Um, and I never looked back. It's been, it's been fantastic. Definitely want to get into that growth a little bit, but the, okay. the Tex-Mex or sushi, Juliana? Oh yes. Sushi all the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm Sarah Oliveira. I'm Juliana's younger sister. Um, my background is, uh, believe it or not, I thought I was going to be a band director. Oh. <laughs> um, I pivoted into sports during my undergrad with uh, a pre-law background. Um, and I, a few spring breaks ago, uh, decided to help Julie. She, she asked, hey, can you help me out just for a week during spring break? Um, never looked back. Uh, I started working uh, about two and a half years ago uh, with Juliana, and here I am. Never thought I'd be working in <laughs> interior design. Um, this industry, it's so funny. Um, I'll go into the designer's office, and I, like, I just learned what a sconce is. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Uh, it's just so funny. Um, but yeah, my background is in, in um, sports and law, and I'm the director of operations here at Beyond Interior Design. Okay, well, I feel like you two are a good match for sure, because it sounds like you've got the design, you've got the operations, which you need that, you need that for sure. The band director, so do, do you play instruments, Sarah? 
Yeah, so I was in band all throughout middle school and high school. I marched drum corps. I actually still go back and help out um, with uh, high school marching band. It's something that I still do. People don't don't really believe it. I'll I'll sometimes (laughs) dip out of the office a little bit early. Sorry, I got to go teach somebody to a marching band real quick. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so Tex-Mex or sushi? Mm-hmm. It's going to be sushi, but I just want to make clear that I will never turn down Tex-Mex. Okay. Never. But sushi is the top pick. Um, I learned that from Juliana. <laughs> I may have a little bit of influence. <laughs> okay. You know what's so funny is I ask this question every week, and I always think sushi, but the minute I say Tex-Mex, mm, I start thinking of some yes. and I start thinking of some carbs. So Yes, yes. <laughs> to have you you all on here because I think A, you reflect what we like to call the new Texas. It's so innovative what you're doing. I love this idea of athlete-centric design. So mm-hmm. I'd love for you all to tell us what does that mean? Because it sounds like the company is, is definitely beyond interior design. I think you're living that brand. But when I read about you all, this idea of athlete-centric design, can you talk a little bit about what that is, how you got there, and like why it's next level game-changing stuff? So I'm going to paint a picture, okay? Athletes work all day on their bodies. It is their job, 100%, what their bodies can do and how they perform. They go home, and how our homes are set up now, they can go to sleep, wake up, and actually undo some of that training. Mm. So imagine being able to train all day, come home, go to sleep, and wake up a better athlete than you were when you went to sleep. We are quite literally creating at-home recharging stations. And that's really what athlete-centric design is all about. It's rooted in wellness principles, which is not new in the interior design industry. Um, But we took that and we took it one step further to really work specifically for professional athletes. You're right. Health and wellness is definitely part of interior design. But I think that athlete focus, specifically in Texas, I think it's such a winning idea. Did you have some thoughts on it too, Johanna? Yeah, yeah. And it's funny how it came about is, you know, going back to how Sarah wasn't in the interior design industry and she came in to help us more on the operation side and being in a room full of designers and creatives. And I am a science nerd. I've always loved science. You know, I grew up in Brazil with, you know, nature being my playground. So I know what it feels like to have that connection with the outdoors, to, um, you know, really think about um, the best time of the day to do things, Mm. um, to have pure air, you know, the the little things that we don't think about all the time. Um, So I've always been really passionate about how that lifestyle um, influences um, me and my family and the people that I know versus when we're living in a different environment. Um, So as a designer, as a creative, I've always, that's always influenced the way that I design and the way that I um, place things and I, um, curate things when I'm creating a a built environment. Um, And Sarah coming in with fresh eyes, listening to what we were talking about, really picked up on that. You know, she's like, well, are you telling me that you're actually making people feel better? Are you telling me that you're actually making uh, your body chemistry better? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. That's what we do day in day out with our clients. So it's something that we were doing already, but we weren't rolling in specifically on cognitive cognitive health or performance. And then when Sarah brought it up to our attention, we really dove deep into 
um, well, the wellness aspect of design. And we partner with a few different um, vendors and um, people in the industry, industry that are doing the research. Um, we started um, really making it a little bit more intentional to, to bring the athlete-centric design experience to life. I mean, it's so fascinating. I think as an entrepreneur as well, sometimes you can kind of get um, in a rut of sorts because it's your baby, it's your spouse, it's whatever, it's everything to you. And so uh, one of the things we love every week is to not only introduce our our community around the state to fabulous women, but also get them thinking outside the box, fresh ideas, approach to their career, to their business. And I think this is a big one about Sometimes it's okay to bring in another fresh set of eyes and ears on your project. Yes. Um, family is, is interesting. We'll get into this a little bit because I've worked with family. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but and, and but for me, for my family, if my sister, we're very close to, uh, sounds like you are as well. Um, if she tells me something, I sometimes, she can be very critical. Mm-hmm. And, 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 but I know it's coming from such a good place. So I love to get her feedback on it. I'd love to talk a little bit about culture because um, I think that's so important right now. We're we're in an interesting time in Texas where the culture of the state is changing. Uh, some people, the perception is good or bad, you know, but I, we're of the belief at her Texas that there's so much promise here, so much opportunity, and the women are really fueling that. Man, a lot of that has to do with culture. I love, you mentioned a little bit about growing up in Brazil. Can you share with us a little bit about, are you all born there, raised there? How, how did you get to Texas? A little bit of that journey. And I know there's a really special connection between health wellness in Brazil. Yes. And it sounds like that's probably you've injected that into what you're doing now. Exactly. Absolutely. So we moved here together, you know, with our parents and um, my dad came to the U.S. to go back to school. He was in, in, an engineer, civil engineer, going into um, um software and, and, and technology, because at, at that time, that's, that was a big boom. So he was having a career change. Turns out he ended up being a pastor. Um, so <laughs> we had a little detour, <laughs> a little pivot. So both of our parents are pastors today. Wow. Um, yeah. So, so interesting. Um, and um, so when we moved here, Sarah was a baby, you know, she was two years old, just about. So I, I feel like we're so far apart age-wise yeah. that I, I lived in Brazil and I had this completely different life and you really didn't get a chance to to have that experience there. Yeah, yeah. You've we, gone back since. Yeah, I've, I've gone back. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting. We had two completely different childhoods. We're 12 wow. years apart. Yeah. Um, she grew up in Brazil. I grew up as a Brazilian in the United States. And it's mm. so interesting to see how um, they really, really are so, so different. I think um, something that I took a lot out of, you know, growing up as uh, an immigrant here in Texas. It's really cool to um, take that Brazilian culture, yeah, come here, you know, go to school, have a different experience with my American friends, and really experience what it's like to um, start from scratch. Because our entire family here completely started from scratch. So that that was the biggest takeaway for me. Yeah. And one thing that um, has really influenced me, like you said, is you know living in you know an environment where the weather is completely different, the 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 plants are different, the the flora, the fauna, everything's very different. Um, and then being transplanted somewhere where it was so expensive when I moved into Texas, there wasn't a whole lot around here. And I didn't move to Dallas in particular. I moved to Corinth, like Dallas, that area. Mm-hmm. So it was so rural. Um, it was a complete shift for me. 
Um, and as you know, a teenager, I didn't think it was the best thing at the time. And I've learned to fall in love with Dallas and fall in love with Texas. And as you know, time went by, um, this experience has made me a Dallasite. Um, if anybody asks, I'm a Dallasite. <laughs> and my friends tend to tell me that I'm a um, I'm like a Texas ambassador. I'm always talking about, you know, oh, you're moving to Texas. Oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing. This is what yes. you this is the thing that, you know, yes. and I, I feel like I have the grounds to say that because I moved from a completely right. different environment yeah. different country and I still have this experience here. You know, Texas really does have, like you said, so much um, new energy all the time, you know, over mm-hmm. the years. So we have different perspectives. It's always ever changing. Um, it's centrally located in the country, so it's a good hub to travel internationally, to travel all over the country. So as a business owner, it's a good place that you can get anywhere pretty quickly. So um, that's been my experience here. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think that's kind of why we do the show and the work that we do, too, because we are there's over 15 million of us here in the state right so if we were to come together even if only like 10 percent of that 15 million came together like how powerful we would be and i think all those different cultures and experiences are like now what's kind of creating this really cool stew here yeah. and so it's it's fascinating because it's it's not the same texas i think that people may have had the perception i mean i do want a pair of boots y'all i will say this i don't want a pair of boots but I feel like this 2022 might be my year. A, just because I think it might be kind of fab to do them this year. But I can see that in your future. <laughs> All right. And yellow. I need to get a test. <laughs> okay. Um, Giovanna, you mentioned earlier about you made this decision, I think, after you had your son. I think you mentioned about, um, you know, going all in. You decided to kind of go next level. I think that's fascinating. I would love for you to share a little bit about how you made that decision because so many of us specifically after the pandemic have created side hustles or we got let go or fired or our jobs just disappeared and we're having to just kind of you know get in where we fit in so to speak and make things happen um and some of us also are at this point where we've got this side hustle that could turn into something really big and major Tell, tell us a little bit about how did you make that decision? Was it just like, you know what? Was it like that Eminem and that movie? You got one shot and you're like, I'm about to just make a difference here. Or did you say, you know what? I know I'm, I'm ready for this. This is what I want. I can envision this company. Um, or was it just like, I'm just going to try to see what happens? Well, I feel like it was a little bit of all those things happened very quickly. You know, um, I've always had the perspective that you have one life, right? Um, and it's true. Like you don't, you know, whatever you decide to do today, you don't get to redo it tomorrow. Like it, mm-hmm. you only get this one day and you only get this one time. Um, so I've always had that that mentality going into anything that I do. Um, I tend to ch- take risks and, and take chances. Um, so I've, I had that kind of going for me, but I was in a really tough situation personally where I was tired. Um, I had been running my business for, you know, almost 10 years. Um, and I was at a crossroad, you know, I, I love what I do and I used to work so, 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 so much. And then I had this little baby and I thought, I'm going to take time away from this little creature mm-hmm. to go do this. It has to be worth my time. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, really did some soul searching and listened to a lot of podcasts, listened to a lot of different thought leaders in different industries, really thought about, um, you know, what would it take for me to, to either grow or should I 
shrink and take less projects that only work, you know, limited amount of time, only dedicate my time to um, to really special projects. Um, and I just, when I started thinking about the opposite, right, like what would it look like for me to work less? I started like panicking because that's, that's how I found that I really was meant to do something, you know, bigger and, and grow. And um, I, we were having this conversation earlier, you know, um, I'm a little older than Sarah, so I have a little bit of um, years ahead that I have to be, been able to have experiences and and um, do a little soul searching. And I feel like I've found my my passion in life and what I'm meant to do. You know, I get so fulfilled by creating opportunities, not just for myself, but for other people. And as I started hiring more talent and growing the team, that continues to be the fire that fuels me because no matter if I'm satisfied with something that, you know, we've done together, we've achieved, there's always room for growth for that person that is working here, right? Like how can I take their career to the next level? Um, now I'm in this position that I can create um, opportunity for them too. So that continues to fuel me. But um, yeah, going back to when I, when I had my son, it was really one of those things where I was, I had to decide this, whatever I do has to be worth the time that I take away from them. And um, either it needs to be something that's special to me that I enjoy doing that's smaller or something that's really going to be bigger, um, bigger than myself, you know, and I took the latter, you know, I, I took a lot of risks and I, I listened to a lot of um, podcasts and, and um, um, took from different industries, you know, really opened myself up to people like Sarah um, that are not in um, the same perspective that I am. Um, I really believe in like having a diverse perspective and I only can bring to the table, you know, what I've experienced and what I can see. Right. But if um, somebody from a different walk of life or different industry can come in and, and, and give me a completely fresh, fresh perspective, I've always been really open to that. And um, I continue to, to strive to bring more diversity into the team um, for that reason. Well, I love that. I mean, I think that's probably another amazing nugget of, you know, not only do we need to bring in fresh set of eyes and ears sometimes, but is it really worth it, right? Really looking at where we are in our career and it's like, is this going to be worth the time I put into it? Because sometimes you can get going and it, before you know it, you're working all these hours and we don't even give ourselves time to pause and say, is this, am I on the right track? So I think that's such great advice. Sarah, I would love to ask you about um, maybe the biggest surprise that you've seen or you've observed in this last uh, year, I don't know how long it's been since you've joined the team, but since leaving your previous path of maybe going the band direction route and like now you're in this full world of interior design, which is full of color and craziness and creativity, what's been the biggest observation or biggest lesson learned since you've, you've come on board and switched career paths? Yeah, I think the biggest lesson that I've learned is you, you make a plan, you prepare for it, you work really hard to make sure that you're gonna be in the best position possible to succeed in that path that you're on. The biggest thing I've learned is to keep my eyes open for what the universe or God is trying to do, right? And I, I learned that from, from Juliana, you know, like she she wasn't always an interior designer, but it's something that she was passionate about and she was given an opportunity and, and look where we are today. Um, and, and the same thing with with how our, our business is run as well. You know, we're, we're constantly looking for different opportunities. We're never stuck in our ways. I think um, I've been given so much opportunity for somebody my age. And the only way that that is possible is because 
I am now allowing myself to be flexible mm -hmm. to what opportunities can come my way. So I think that's the, the biggest takeaway is to never close my mind. Mm -hmm. um, I have no idea what my life will look like in five years. And mm -hmm. that's so exciting to me. I love that. And I, I'm a big proponent of letting the universe step in. And I think if you've gotten that lesson young, Sarah, you're ahead of the game. Because I know, you know being open to what the universe uh, delivers is so exciting. And it just creates so many new adventures for you all, too. I know we don't have a lot more time. So I want to, A, talk about what's next. And then I want to, we always end with women and, and how women inspire us and move us forward, of course. Uh, I'm curious for you all to share what's next for you. I mean, it sounds like this last two years has been game changing for you all. Um, what's interesting in the pandemic, we've seen so much, so many challenges and so tough times, but there's been so much growth too. And that has typically been my, my experiences with really tough times that there's always a silver lining. There's always some positive and hope that comes through some of the most challenging times. What's next for you all? And what do you need? Um, sometimes um, you can see someone who looks really fabulous and their company is, is like moving forward and great, but that woman's still trying to figure out how to cook dinner. And she's like, I haven't been to the gym or I, I need help in this aspect of business. Um, I know for me, how to, scaling is always something I'm really fascinated by and always tweaking to make sure I understand it's something I, in 2022, as a businesswoman, want to continue to learn and grow in. What's next for you all? And what could you use help in? Or what area would you like to grow more in? Yeah, yeah I think on um, the athlete-centric design side, um, definitely we've introduced this new concept, not only to the design industry, but to the sport industry. We have a duty to educate, yeah. uh, to educate and to further that research. So that's really what's coming next is um, continue to refine the concept, the idea, um, and, and um allow for for the research to happen and to kind of lead that research um definitely because we are you know just stepping into the sport industry as a, a business something that we definitely need are big voices in the industry who are willing to listen to us and back us up okay. so that's really what we're looking for in the athlete-centric design so generally speaking brand awareness right mm -hmm. um we're i feel like we're the first ones that really have tied the, the parallels, you know, together and have put it together. So like Sarah said, we have a duty of, you know, explaining and, um, and really educating the public, the athletes, both industries on how it comes together and how it benefits everybody. Right. So I feel like that's, that's definitely, um, what's next for us. We've been growing, you know, like crazy. Um, and with that growth, um, comes, opportunity um, for more jobs and more positions here. So that's been fantastic. Um, and I see that continuing to happen as, you know, athlete-centric design grows. We're going to have more and more projects. We're going to have a, a bigger team, um, which makes me really excited because I don't see a whole lot of diversity in the interior design field. Mm -hmm. There just isn't, you know, there just isn't people that look like me, that look like you um, in the space. So um, it makes me really excited that I have the opportunity to um, create space for people like us to be creative, to have a voice, to be empowered, to have a chance to show their perspective and put in their culture, put in their um, personality into um, homes and, and build spaces um, across the country, across the world. So that's really, really exciting for, for us. Yeah, I think growth with growth comes so many opportunities, but it also comes to how do you reimagine your company too, you know, when it was just you and, and now you're expanding with the company starts to look different and and now you've got to start to build culture too. I mean, there's so many things that come into 
building a company, it's like we see what happens on the gram. It's like, okay, we see that. Yeah. We have like what's happening in real life, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's people's <laughs> lives, it's people's, it's the culture's team building. So I'm excited to follow your journey over the next year. Sounds like this year is probably going to be pretty amazing for you all. And sports and athletes, I mean, I don't think you could be in a better state uh, to, right. to approach that here. So um, we as a community, of course, want to support you all and we'll definitely keep our ears and eyes open for any opportunities for you. Um, we always like to end um, with thinking about the women that have impacted us and shaped us. Uh, we we always ask um, for you all to share a, a Texas woman who has inspired you or made an impact. And this could be someone who's famous or it could be someone from real life. It could be a client. She could be uh, alive present day or it could be somebody from the past that is no longer here. I'd love to ask you both to share. Is there a Texas woman that has inspired you or is inspiring you today? Yeah, I, um, I'm going to share who, who really inspires me because it's been somebody that inspires me for inspired me throughout my life when I was younger and, and today, um, and it's Beyonce, you know, um, and I, I use it all the time. Like I'm always I've named her like 10 times, Juliana. So I feel you, I feel you and I love you. Yes. 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 <laughs> and you know, that time when we were, when you we were asking me about when uh, I had my son that I had a complete change, you know, I remember having him as a little baby. And watching her docuseries and being like, if Beyonce can do it, I can do it. Yes. How she shared like the realness of what it was like to like get back in shape, to really, you know, put her um her formation tour together, all of that. Like, and I'm I'm a past dancer. I used to be a dancer as well. So like her music is always inspired me in that aspect as well. So anyhow, Beyonce for me. Okay. <laughs> Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Sarah, what about you? For me, it would be Danielle Cerency Jones. She oh, another queen. Another right? queen. Yeah. <laughs> she is the CEO of Power Hands, which is a sports tech company based um, out of here in, in the DFW area. What I love about Danielle, what we're seeing a lot in the sport industry is um, women now being accepted as the full professionals that we are. Um, and that's really exciting. But what is most happening is women are taking over jobs that were created by women and career or by men, career paths that were created by men, which is great and is completely necessary. Danielle went into the sport industry as an innovator. Mm -hmm. She brought in a new company, a new idea, and that's what we're trying to do. So it's really great to see as a woman of color her success and know it's absolutely possible we can move forward in confidence. I think those are two excellent choices. And I think they, you know, both represent this new flavor, this new culture that we have here, right? And I always feel like you can recognize a Texas woman too. We always like to say though, if you've been here for 20 years, you've been here for two hours, we have claimed you as a Texas woman. Yes. <laughs> Once you get here, you get a little extra sassiness. There's some extra boldness that happens here for sure. So I think those are awesome picks. Any final things you'd like to share with the ladies of Texas about yourselves, about your, your business or any other words of advice that you'd like to share before we close out? And also how can we connect and find you all? So you can find us on, I would say, Instagram first. That's where a lot of magic happens. Um, Beyond Interior Design is our handle on Instagram. Um, we're also on YouTube, Beyond Interior Design. We have um, some awesome videos, behind the scenes videos. So if you want to see what the day of an interior designer looks like behind the scenes, that's a good place to go. If you just want some inspiration in your home for your home, um, we do project reveals there too. Um, and then our website, beyondidonline.com. 
Um, and then I just want to say, I think, you know, as we have this conversation, Jasmine, you, you mentioned there's, you know, so many women in Texas, in, I mean, in, in Texas, in smaller cities, even, um, that are looking for inspiration or, you know, are finding their side hustle or having career changes, go for it. You know, stay open. Like Sarah said, stay open just because it's a side hustle. And I'm doing air quotes. If you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> uh, doesn't mean it's not legitimate and don't, don't limit yourself to, you know, I have a little business, you have a business. And we, as women, we, tend to limit ourselves by, you know, calling a business little because we may not be confident in what we're doing, but call it a business, take it seriously and stay open for opportunities. Yeah. Um, I would say, I think women, we get so excited for opportunities for um, somebody to listen to us. And we just feel so lucky that somebody's listening just to remember that your ideas, what you have to bring to the table is adding value and move forward with that confidence. Yes. I love that. I love that. Well, I want to thank you all for joining us this week on Built in Texas. So excited that you're here. I was thrilled to find out about you and we can't wait to amplify you, your story and your vision to the other ladies of the state. I think you represent what's amazing and magic happening here. And we definitely can't wait to see uh, what comes next. Thank you all for joining us. Thank, thank you. Jasmine. Thank you for doing this. This is Amazing. I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much. Everyone have a great week. We'll see you next Monday. Bye.